1: Welcome to The Connection, a weekly radio program where we share our experiences and expertise with stories of caring, courage, and change right here in Connecticut. Listen to learn about needed resources to improve your well-being and transform your life. Now, here are the hosts of The Connection, Lisa demattis Lapore and Ann Baldwin.
2: And welcome to another edition of The Connection. I'm Ann Baldwin. I'm a person grateful to be in long term recovery, and I am joined by Lisa Dematis Lapore, the CEO and president from The Connection. Good morning good morning so what a great program we have lined up for today Lisa I got to tell you you know we've talked about so many different things on this program and so many different services that the connection offers whether it's you know post-incarceration whether it's foster care whether it's therapeutic foster care um, you know just there's so many different aspects and mental illness and things that are going on out there that we really need to talk about it and I'm so grateful to be able, especially in today's conversation, to put a face and a voice on my recovery because I saw this headline in the Hartford Current. The headline read, Heavy Drinking Among Women All-Time High Despite Health Consequences. And Elizabeth Hubeck, who is with the um, Connecticut Health uh, I-Team, she's a writer for them, and she's written for various publications and um, just a fabulous article here about... You know, we know what the consequences are. And I'm, I'm talking about from personal experience. This didn't hit me until I was in my 50s. Right. I probably was always an alcoholic. It runs in my family. I was more of a binge drinker, but I was functional, right? Mm-hmm. So I've always held jobs. I've run a household. I've run a business. But at 50-something, something happened. Mm-hmm. And 98 pounds, yellow, whites in my eyes, um, dying. And my family doesn't live here and they said they came out here and they said she's gonna die and i was gonna die so i had an intervention and thank god for that because i went to detox which i had to do you know that's one of the things i don't think a lot of people realize is that well just stop drinking put the drink down that's not that's not possible you can't always do that right because you're so addicted to it it's like anything else i guess i don't know i've never been addicted to anything else but alcohol
0: you know that so it's this topic is near and dear to my heart um, because this is what brought me to the connection you know 26 years ago because i realized that there wasn't gender specific treatment for women and that this was a really prevalent problem and there were so many barriers to treatment that were preventing women to seek treatment and that you know when i saw the ad in the paper for the connection they were opening their first women and children's program for pregnant and postpartum women um, it was near and dear to my heart. So here I sit. So this, this topic of women and drinking and health consequences really is really my passion and what, what really brought me to the connection to lead to the work that part of the work that we do. And here you are how many years later running the establishment and, and doing
2: great things. So um, Elizabeth, thank you for being on the program. I really appreciate your time today. And I just would like to read before we get into this conversation, the first sentence of your article. An ever-increasing number of women in the state, Connecticut, are drinking to excess. State and federal data show. What led you to this article?
1: Um, you know, there. Are, I felt like all around me there were all these signs. Um, number one, there is a ton of targeted marketing right now to women saying basic, the basic message is, Drink wine, drink alcohol, because you're so stressed out, and you deserve it. Exactly. Whether it's it's the, um, the house mom who's been home with her kids all day, or the woman who's been out working 60 hours a week, you deserve to drink at the end of the day.
2: Well, you know, Elizabeth, let me ask you this because I got to tell you, one of my biggest freaking pet peeves, and I'm never, I, I run a business, so I'm never home, thankfully, unless I'm sicker than a dog, to watch this. But Kathy Lee and Hoda, Today Show, every freaking day, it's wine or it's booze or it's this or it's that. And I mean, we're talking about 10 o'clock in the morning every single day. And I've right. written, I've written to the Today Today Show. How many women are sitting at home, new moms, or like you just said, that are feeling like, you know what, they're doing it, it must be all right. What a poor example is that?
1: Absolutely, and you just hit the um, head and the nail. It's the normalization exactly. of, of drinking all mm-hmm. the time. It's available at every, not is it only available um, at every occasion, it's often the center of every social occasion.
0: True. Did yep. you, you know, there. when I first um, opened the the Halley House Women and Children's Center back in um, the early 90s. This program, originally, the criteria was you had to be pregnant in order to be able to come in, obviously, and have a substance abusing problem. So they would go to the hospital to have their child, and then the hospital would bring in a gift basket, and there was a bottle of wine in there to celebrate. Are you kidding me? Oh, I'm telling you the truth. I I couldn't believe it. I was so pissed off. I remember really calling the head of the hospital and losing it, especially knowing, well, first of all, if you're breastfeeding, why on earth would you be, I mean, can we celebrate with something else besides alcohol? Right. And then in the in the record, it's showing clearly that these women, where they're living, that they have an addiction to alcohol and or drugs, and this is what we're doing, not acceptable. Wow. I know, this was in ni- 1992.
2: So Elizabeth, um, you know, in writing this article for the Hartford Current as part of the Connecticut Health Eye Team, um, how did you do your research and what were some of the aha moments for you? Because I'm assuming you're not in recovery. That's correct. Okay. Um, <laughs> not everybody know, is, and that's okay.
1: Right. Well, I, I really tried to touch on sort of every aspect of um, the health system, for example. I started, um, I, there are a couple good studies that show that admissions to emergency departments are on the rise for women um, because of alcohol-related reasons. So I checked in, and sure enough, um, there's definitely been an increase in these admissions in the past 10 years. Um, I talked to um, physicians who are um, focusing specifically on women's health, and they're telling me that they're seeing more and more women who are um, having – uh, mental health-related issues that are tied in with drinking—they're mm-hmm. again, they're stressed out, they're anxious, they're depressed, and they're sort of self-medicating. Um, and also, um, there's another—a a population. You mentioned that you were in your fifties when things really started to um, strike for you, and older women. This is. Hey now, really... be careful. <laughs> well, well, <laughs> 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 um, middle, you know what I should I should correct myself middle and older age women thank this you is be, this is um, becoming a much bigger problem
2: so you know one of the things is you know you talked about And that's where we go back from the connection and treating the problems that lead to the addiction, whether it's alcohol, whether it's opioids, whether it's heroin, whether it's you know whatever it is. I mean, which one comes first, right? So 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 many people are like you know because they're symptomatic of one thing, they're curing it with another thing. So that's I guess one of the things you know Elizabeth too that. I really would like to stress is like, so what comes first? You know, treating the problem or treating the addiction. I mean, or Lisa, maybe you can answer that. You've been doing this for a long time.
0: You have to really, you have to talk about the problem. That's really, to me, that's really key is tying it together because you can't, if there's so many things that you need sort of like peeling an onion, right? And you really need to find out what exactly you know, happened. What, you know, was it a family issue? Was it a personal loss? Was it something? And try to connect it because they both have to be treated together because you can't just be abstinent. You can't just be dry, quote unquote dry. If you're not talking about what are the triggers or what, you know, causes you to drink, you know, what's the pattern? What, what is it? Then that's not going to work because that's, to me, that's, that's almost more dangerous in a way. You can't just be saying, I'm going to stop drinking for 30 days and I'm going to leave. 28. I know. 28 days. That's, that's what, you know, if the
2: insurance pays for it, if, 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 which it usually doesn't. 28 days. You know, Elizabeth, I think, you know, what's interesting to me is that, you know, most people, this is a lifestyle. This is a, this is a demon that they've been dealing with for a long, long time. And who in the hell in their right mind thinks you can put somebody into a 28 day program? I don't care how good it is. I don't think it works
0: personally it don't. I don't it's not long enough you have to have ongoing because recovery is an long process number one second of all it, 28 days it, you know it's better than nothing however we're talking about outpatient intensive outpatient support group, if you believe in AA and NA, which I personally do, getting involved, having, you know, a recovery coach, a spiritual coach, you know, change whatever pe- you need, changing people, places and things. Absolutely. It's it's a whole bunch of things that are tied together. That is just an on, it's an ongoing process in order to, you know, making sure that you're strong enough, you know, have the ability, the coping skills, the support that you need to move forward to, you know, recover and, right. and get better. And right. so it, it's a, it's a lot of hard work. It's worth it. But again, you know. Right. Elizabeth, I mean, did you, when you were doing this, um,
2: you know, because you do your investigation, you do your homework, you're a journalist, uh-huh. um, was it hard for you to get the information? Did, was it, was there anything where you said, wow, you know, this is amazing to me, or here's where we're failing as a mental health, you know, society or in the mental health field or the addiction field, did you ever feel that... You know, you just couldn't believe the answers you got from some of these people that you spoke to?
1: Well, I I think what was somewhat surprising was that uh, the more people I talked to, the more clear it became that this is a public health crisis. And, you know, health experts said as much. You know, it's not – this is not an unusual situation. This is happening to a ton of women and – you know there's even a, a little saying that women's little secret the wine at the end of the day how much are you pouring um you know you have that glass of wine while you're making dinner or with dinner is it really one glass you know do you, are you really even aware of what a single serving of alcohol is and and they and a lot of people tell me that that's sort of where the root of um the problem starts people you know, they pour up to the top of the glass. Well, that's almost two or three servings right there. You're
0: right.
2: But you know what? I can speak from experience, unfortunately. When you're an alcoholic, it doesn't matter. See, and I was a binge drinker, so when I started, I didn't stop. I mm-hmm. just, I had no shut-off valve. Um, so, you know, it's it's really heart-wrenching to me, and I've met, since i put a face and a voice on my recovery for the past seven years... I've met so many people that are in the same position. Women in power, stay-at-home moms. I mean, everybody. And everybody should be equal, you know? Right. The problem is the problem. And the more that we put it out there socially as it's okay. Well, it might be okay for you. Normal drinker can have a couple here and there. But it's not okay for some of us that are, have the disease of alcoholism. It doesn't work. It just right. doesn't work. And it breaks my heart. You know, Elizabeth, um, did you talk to any women that kind of gave you testimonial about why this is a problem? Or I'm hoping maybe if you haven't, that could be next
1: um, for them personally. Yeah, absolutely. Um,
2: and I, I would volunteer right now on the air to be one of them.
1: Um, I did. Um, from the the person who had such a severe problem that she was. Waking up in the morning and mm-hmm. having a drink to calm those jitters. Right. To the person who had been a um, a social drinker since college and found herself thirties, forties, um, really waiting for that glass of wine at the end of the day, and maybe pouring more than she wanted to. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so absolutely, um, the testimonials were. Um, you know, very earnest and, and strength, you know, they, they certainly lend credence to this, this problem.
2: So again, if you're interested in reading this article, which is well worth the read, um, you can go to the website, which is C dash hit HIT.org. And also, you know, there's folks out there, this might not be your issue, but you might be dealing with some issues. And that's why we do this program. Um, that's why we do the connection. And I would welcome you to go to the website at theconnectioninc.org or they also have a helpline. And that phone number is 855 435 7955. And you know what? Write it down. Write it down because you might not need it today. You might not need it ever, but someone that you know, someone that you love, someone that's struggling, someone that's incarcerated, um, somebody who, you know, in the foster care program or, you know what, you just never know. And Lisa, the thing that I love about this program is if we can't give them the advice and the help that they need here and now, they call the connection and you have referring agencies, you work together with other Absolutely. folks in the state. So it doesn't have to be a mystery to try to access resources. No.
0: you know it's important to make the call and if you have a family member or loved one that you know you need some advice or some direction go to our website and you can send us off an email or give us a call and we always return um when we get those we get right beth beth connor who's um who's my sidekick at the connection no she's not she's your right hand she is my right she's hand. She's your right and hand. And left hand. And my left right hand. hand. I'm left handed. Look at this. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Um, so she's, uh, you know, we get this email. And, right. And uh, people are reaching respond. out. And
2: that's why we do this program. Elizabeth, let me ask you this. as I'm going to call you this, if you don't mind, a normal person. <laughs> <laughs> but we all have our demons, right? I'm sure even you have some, but we won't talk about Absolutely. that right now. Okay. So we all have those. So... What was the bottom line? What is it that, like, what's your call to action after writing the story? And where do you think that the awareness um, needs to happen in order for people to access resources and care and get into recovery?
1: I think that before that happens, I think people need to understand that one serving of alcohol is either one shot of alcohol, liquor, or five ounces of wine or one single beer and beyond that the the medical experts are saying that um you are at risk for um in particular breast cancer and other cancers beyond that um that limit and that was really eye-opening to me and um Mm
0: -hmm. i see here in your article um Breast cancer may be the only disease in which researchers have tied specific amounts of alcohol consumption to risk, but it is by no means the only health risk that rises with alcohol consumption. And here's the piece that really struck, me, struck home for me. Cancers of the mouth, throat, esophagus, liver, and colon have also been linked to alcohol consumption.
2: Well, and I think you bring that up because, I don't know, true or false, and I'm just speculating, that most women who drink also smoke. You know, I used to say I smoke when I drink or was, or was it I drank when I smoked, (laughs) you know? So therein lies all the stuff, but you know, I mean, if you're an alcoholic, like I was, these things are like breast cancer was the least of my worries Mm. because my liver was done. I was shutting down. My body was gone. So I didn't have to worry about that. Right. You know, I, yeah
1: right i guess i'm looking at it from sort of a, a broad um a broad perspective of a general audience and that was striking to me and the other thing that was striking to me was um that i was told um by some folks that one of the problems is that women are drinking at a younger and younger age mm-hmm. and they're trying to drink oftentimes like their male peers oh yeah and their, that's a huge their problem their bodies can't do it you know um, they don't metabolize alcohol the same way and um, they can't keep up but that becomes sort of a a normal pattern and and then before you know it you're relying on that alcohol
2: well and you bring up a really good point Elizabeth because we've talked about this statistically and I don't have it in front of me to back it up right now but we've talked about on this program that statistics show and if I got to come back and prove it I will that the younger you have your first drink, the more susceptible you are to becoming an alcoholic, statistically. And you know, and I see people in the rooms where, you know, some people will say, you know, I had my first drink at 10, 11, Mm. you know, culturally, grandpa made us drink wine at the dinner table, made us drink wine at the dinner dinner table. I mean, I know I was married to an Italian, no offense, Lisa, but (laughs) no more names that end in vowels. That's all I can tell you is, you know, and my, my father-in-law at the time would tell my kids, it's okay. It's okay. You have a drink of wine, have a sip of wine, have a sip of wine. And I'm like, absolutely not. Maybe it's my paranoia because I knew that I had the, the bug, but you know, in some cultures, it's
0: just, it's okay. I can remember too. My grandfather used to make, you know, homemade wine, but he he would say to all the women in our family that were getting pregnant i was little i never forgot it oh it's a good for you to have a glass of red wine and when you have a every every night for the baby and i'm think and now i think is that crazy i mean think about it but you know something else um elizabeth that i saw in your article which i thought was really stunning was you talked about that the alcoholism is um you know prevalent more and more now with younger but then you also made a really interesting point here about how it's happening, and also in the retirement communities, and yeah. happy hours, and drinking games, and you know, I've even seen this um, with certain groups. Um, in my son's school, they actually called themselves the Drunken Mothers Club, and they would have these drinking parties. And I, I went to one, and that was—I had to leave. I could not uh-huh. believe what I saw happening. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding. It was horrible. I shots made out of gel like it was the most out i felt like where am i who am i mean i just i could not believe what i was saying wow it was really really upsetting to me it's not even fun you know
1: right um i think what you were maybe getting at when you said the shots at these moms only parties not only is there targeted advertising um to women but also a whole line of alcohol also targeted to women you know it'll say like mommy juice and yeah. um these fruity flavored um you know vodkas and so forth all right totally targeting women in their tastes.
2: right and it, that's new it is yeah i mean you just you see the the target marketing and lisa brought up this point is i'll never forget it because this is back excuse me, about six years ago, and I remember my daughter was at home. We still had a landline at the time, and this woman called, and my daughter said, who's calling? And she said, whatever. It was like, Julie. And she goes, and where are you calling from? She says, I'm calling from happy hour. Can you tell your mom I called? And my daughter's like, mom, someone called from happy hour. What the hell are you doing? You know, this is after I had a um, few some yeah. time under me. That was the name of our recovery club. Uh, and I'm like, you've got to change the name of that so I don't get in trouble again. You know, <laughs> I mean, I can laugh about it now, but, you know, it's really serious. And Elizabeth, I want to thank you for bringing awareness, um, you know, to this particular issue. I'm, I'm very happy that the, the Hartford Current, you know, published it and put it in a really good spot um, for all of us to see. And I hope this isn't the end of your investigation into this really serious issue because it's not going away. Um, and I think the more open and honest that you as a reporter can be and that I as a person and a recovery can be, and Lisa is someone that deals with this on a daily basis and all the other issues that come with it can be, I think the more people are saying it's okay for me to reach out to somebody because the stereotype hopefully is diminishing.
1: Right. Absolutely. Well, um, it's been great talking with both of you. And um, also personally inspiring. Thank you so much for sharing your story.
2: Thank you, Elizabeth. And uh, you, Elizabeth. hopefully we'll, we'll chat with you again. I really appreciate you taking the time out to talk with I'm us. I'm very
0: grateful for you um, really bringing this to the forefront. It forefront. It was a very uh, stunning article that you wrote, and it really hit home, and it was beautifully written. So thank you so much. It was great, Lisa. And, you know, that's one of the things
2: where um, we got to talk about this stuff. We really, really do, because everybody's got their demons, you know, and it might not be to the point where you need professional help or you need an agency, but if you don't, you probably know somebody else that does. Right. And that's why accessing care and knowing that that the connection is there for those people who have those issues is huge, is really part part of the issue. Because, like, when I do media training for people, right, and this is what I what I do on a regular basis. I say to them. The time to think about how to deal with this is not when all hell is breaking loose absolutely and it's the same thing with a mental health issue or an incarceration issue or an addiction issue the time to deal with this is not when all hell is breaking loose try to get out in front of it and again we want to give out that helpline number for the connection and it is 855-435-7955 um, real quickly we get about four minutes left you know i had lunch with a, a girlfriend of mine who has a daughter a young daughter my kid's age who is suffering from addiction and after leaving that lunch i mean i couldn't sleep last night because i just my eyes were popped open thinking you know what the problem is the mom she's enabling her Mm -hmm. she's giving her excuses she's giving her outs she's she herself has been a mess her whole life she can't get out of her own way and now you've done that. Sometimes it's generational, right? Absolutely. And that's when you say meet the person where they're at because you can stop the cycle. That's you can it. stop the chain of destruction. If you deal with that individual right here, right now, it can end right here, right now.
0: It can. It really can. That's really, that's so key. I think that's, that's such a stunning comment that you made, an observation, but you're absolutely right. And a lot of times... Believe it or not, and I'm not saying this about the person you talk to, a lot of times family, they don't really want this person to get better. We well, see my that, dad didn't. We see My that
2: dad still doesn't. My dad comes over still to my house and says, you want to have a beer with me? I said, Dad, I don't drink. I haven't drank for seven years. Well, can't you just have one or two? Are you serious right now?
0: Well, I think, you know, that saying misery loves company. Yeah. That happens. We see a lot through addiction. We see that a lot through... Um, You know, they say, oh, my family's my support system. Not necessarily. And we, you know, you just see that prevalent in so many other situations. If a person's unhappy, do they really want someone else to be happy? That's why when you say, you know, change person, uh, places and things, can't go back to that. No. And you know what? I did that. I had a whole group of friends that I hung out with,
2: that I drank with, that I got stupid with. And I could write a book about the stupid stuff they did and I did. But you know what? I changed that seven years ago. And they live in my town. I haven't seen them, talked to them. Do I miss it? Absolutely not. Because what I replaced that with was quality. Healthy. And healthy. And people who, yeah, they still drink. I mean, I'm not like a, you know, one of those evangelistic kind of people where, oh, damn, I don't want to see you have a glass of wine. I mean, I'm different than that. I can go to places and watch bands and have a good time and I don't have to drink. I've made that choice. But you know what? If you make the change, it seems like it's going to suck. But it doesn't if you just make the
0: change. Well, that's replacing um, what you thought was normal, which really wasn't. Yeah. With other things that are really fulfilling. It's quality, not quantity. And really taking the world in through a different view and a better view is really what helps people, you know, recover and get healthy whether that's mental health or whatever the issue is. And I think that's so key. And as we
2: start a new year, let's focus
0: on that. Let's focus on helping people that need a, a hand up,
2: that need some additional support. And if you want that and you want more information on all the services that The Connection offers, it's The Connection, Inc., the Connection, Inc. all one word, dot org.
0: Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Thanks for letting me vent thank you and for all our listeners we're so grateful that you tune into our show early in the morning and that you're reaching out to us and we're so grateful and hope that these this program is bringing you some information and food for thought and that we're uh, able to help you or others in some way shape or form absolutely and don't hesitate to
2: reach out to us again if you want to you know send an email you can you can do that give us your feedback show topics anything
0: yeah if you have a show topic or you want to come on the show and talk to us we absolutely love it so give us a call yes and thank you for listening
2: to another edition of the connection right here on wtic news talk 1080 we'll see you again or you'll hear us again next week so